Rod. Hi there, welcome to Mike's Mini Wag at VMworld. It's the chin wag, but kind of shorter and compressed and squeezed down. And you know what I mean, it's been a deduped podcast. <laughs> yeah. So with me is Eric Seibert, uh, now of uh, HP. Yep. Um, and he doesn't know what I'm going to ask him. Yeah, this literally got pulled into this like two seconds ago. So. I figured I've worked out as long as you don't ask them, you just like go like that. Kind of. Then you've, you've pounced, got them. yeah. So uh, I have to ask you a question. Sure. So what's been the highlight of VMworld for you so far? So far? Um, um, you know, the, the, I always look forward to the, the keynotes, the new releases, new technology and that. You know, the Solutions Exchange has um, a lot of vendors showing various products and services and that. But for me, you know, I like wandering around in there just seeing what's new and what's fun. But, you know, having the keynotes and be able to see everything that's new and that is... Okay, so we had, uh, yesterday, we had the launch of vSphere 5.1, Cloud Suite, Cloud Director 5.1. Today, it was all about end-using computing initiatives, yep. Horizon Suite. Out of all those things that have been announced, what's um, caught you on? Well, the vSphere 5.1, obviously, and that, that's cool because that's available right away. It'll be available what, in two weeks and that, so you can start using it and that. So, you know, I, I've been on a vendor now. I've had access to it for a long time, and now it's finally coming to, you know, the public. You can finally start using it and that and playing around with it. So, um, for me, that's good. I, I'm not too much into VDI and that, so I thought a lot of stuff they showed today was pretty cool. Okay, that's so really what, slick. What out of vSphere 5.1 releases really is for you stand out? Um, in the release, um, some of the storage features were, you know, pretty cool. The, I think the one feature which really caught my eye was the uh, storage emotion without shared storage. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I think VMware has probably had the capability to easily do that all this time. But VM, Microsoft is touting it now as, wow, we here we can do this live migration. We don't need shared storage. So I think VMware said, okay, let's go do something similar just so they can't say it's a unique feature and that, sure. you know, and that. So do you, do you know how that actually works? Not yet. I, you know, I really wanted to study that more in detail because I like going behind the scenes and seeing all the nuts and bolts of all that yeah. stuff. I suspect, you know, it's just basically copying that VM across the network, doing the cutover. Because you can do it today. It's just a multi-step process using vMotion and storage vMotion yeah. and that. So really, they're just taking that and packaging it a different way and cutting the data over and that. They're probably using uh, change block tracking and all that stuff to track everything that changes while it moves and that. So um, I suspect it's something similar to that to move the VM and that. So. Um, so the other thing that we've heard an awful lot of talk about in not just at VMworld this year but in the last couple of months is this uh, software-defined data center. Yep. So I've got two questions about that. What is the software-defined data center to you and what do you think of this, uh, the new phraseology and the new terminology? Is it something that resonates with you or are you still trying to work out what it means for you? No, I, I think I understand it pretty well. They're pretty much taking trying to virtualize all aspects of that virtual environment, you know, typically taking the storage, virtualizing that, taking the network, virtualizing that, you know, virtualizing everything into a software layer that's all managed and contained and controlled by the hypervisor and that. Mm -hmm. So things like the uh, the virtual SAN appliance and that you're taking that physical storage, putting a virtualization wrapper around it, and now it's essentially software that's managing that. So, you know, the same with the, the, the purchase of was that Nicara? Nicira. 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 Yeah. Nicira. Yeah, I'd never heard of them before, you know, the purchase went through. But same thing, you know, they're physical networks virtualizing it and that they've had their own virtual networks for a while. They want to be more robust in that area. Yeah, I mean, the way I've looked at it is 
two like sort of attitudes. On the network side, we've had these things called virtual switches for some time. But if you look at them, the only thing that's virtual to the virtual switch is to the VM. The rest of the virtual switch is actually quite physical because when you create a virtual switch, the first thing you've got to do is pick out some nicks. Yeah, up physical. Then you have to think, well, are they trunked for VLAN tagging? Yes or no. And if they are, then I have to create port groups with the right VLAN IDs. For right. Them. So actually a virtual switch is actually still quite a physical construct. In fact, it acts as the bridge between the virtual world and the physical world. Fundamentally, packets must reside on a, a cable at some, uh, right. some, uh, some stage. And then at the storage side of the house, for a while, as you know, I've been using um, virtual appliances for storage back in the days of SRM 1.0. Right. So I'm quite happy with the idea that my controller is an appliance that sits on an ESX host which then points to some kind of physical storage at right. some later stage. And that's the way I'm trying to get my head around it, that uh, I want that virtual switch to be even more virtual than it is already. Okay. It's not virtual enough. No, yeah. Um, and then the, on the storage side of the house, the, the virtual appliances for storage are going to become more interesting and more relevant to people than perhaps they are at the moment. Because I, I know that NetApp, they released their uh, virtual storage appliance right. uh, just recently, and uh, uh, I believe Dell have. Uh, Do they got one in the? They have okay. one that I know. I haven't internally. seen EMC is kind of an informal one. I think it's officially supported. Um, we've had ours for years and years. We were probably the, we were the first virtual appliance in the the marketplace. All right. Okay. That, um, so can you get? Is it? Um, what, what, is that the HP VSA? Yeah, the left hand the, store virtual. Hand yeah, yeah. The cool thing about that is left hand got its roots as software. It yeah. was it was software, and you could run it on a Dell server. You know, it didn't matter what the storage was in that. And then it, you know, as HP bought it, we just standardized on HP hardware in that. But it's always been that software which has been the key thing there, and that and you can apply that to anything. So you could run with our VSA a Dell server, a Cisco server, HP server. And they can all talk to each other because all the software is doing all the interaction between it, just using the physical hardware layer. Well, the way I'm looking at it is, is that this is a this software-defined uh, storage, software-defined networking is a huge opportunity for VMware's. Uh, somebody mugging me behind yeah, the camera. We got a, we got VMware's a partners to find new ways of distributing what they used to have as part of their appliance. They have. The, uh, a physical appliance, they can now offer that as software as well. So, yeah. I mean, I know we've been, we've had the appliance market for some time, but um, I think we needed to get through a certain generation of virtualization before people start to say, well, we've done compute, but what about the other parts of the infrastructure that's still very much rooted in the physical world? Yeah, and I think they're trying to dumb down the hardware and make the hardware just hardware and bring all the management and all that other stuff into the software now, into the virtualization layer and that. Sure. And that instead of having all that complicated stuff on the hardware side, bring it over and that's the software side that's actually doing all that yeah, and the emulation. The scalability and in the x86 uh, space uh, in the actual platform for that to happen without degrading performance. I mean, there are some people who have said, Oh, this puts uh, VMware on a, a head-on head collision with its with its partners. But, yeah. I mean, I've only been with the company for a couple of weeks, but from what I can see, a lot of these projects, they're actually dependent on working with partners. Yeah, it happen. is. Very much so. Like Vivals, for example, they talked yeah. about that. We've been a design partner with them for a long time because, you know, it's just a different way of doing it. It's not shutting us out. It's just a different way of doing it mm. and that more efficient way in a lot of cases and that. So.
So moving tack, have you have you had a session this year? Are you presenting this year? No, nothing. Too hard. Uh, what about booth you. duty? You've had booth duty today? Yeah, it's uh, not official booth duty, but I stopped by there just to help out. And sure. So I've been kind of just, you know, meeting people, walking around, um, seeing what's out there, solutions exchange. A couple of sessions, you know, there's a lot of good sessions, but. Uh, and then the last question: Are you a, a John Bon Jovi fan, or are you not a John? Bon are you going to the VMworld oh, Party? Totally. Are you gonna, are you going to get your uh, I, fingers I out and do? Totally thrilled to see the band decision this year. Because <laughs> okay. uh, I, I was disappointed last year. Were you? I think we obviously and have different musical tastes. I know. I was pleased uh, to see okay, the Okay. Yeah. And the joke I've always said. Um, you know, when the people discuss who should be the VMworld band, I said, Are you Speedwagon? I would love that too. <laughs> that'd, that'd be great. I, I'm, a, I'm a 70s and 80s kind of guy, yeah, so. Okay, fair enough. Music wise. Musical differences, that's what, <laughs> that's what I like to call it. Cultural differences too. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Eric, thanks very much for being sure. on the Miniwag, and I'm sure we'll have you on next year when I'm back here again. Sounds and, good. Uh, thanks for sharing your, uh, your views and your ideas. Sure, for sure.